Thanks for tuning in to the Fantasy Rookie Podcast. On today's show, I issue a statement of regret. We look at the news, look at what happened at the waivers, recap the scores, and try and predict the future. This is the Fantasy Rookie Podcast. Welcome in. Yes, I am still here. I guess the first thing that I kind of want to talk about here is uh, I need to issue a statement of regret. Last week there was an editing error on our show, and uh, we unfortunately cut out Scott and T-Bone's entire matchup. We uh, hired a new intern. His name is Lionel. It's a little bit of a learning curve while uh, Lionel's working with GarageBand. Damn it, Lionel. Yeah, he's over there. He's looking. So um, I put up a new show with the Scott vs. T-Bone in it. Hopefully you guys were able to go back and re-listen and no harm, no foul. The uh, big thing that happened that I want to talk about before we get into everything is, yes, I am 0-4. I was taken down. I have now lost four games in a row. I have not won any of them, but guess what? I'm not going away, and I apologize for nothing, okay? I can still go 9-4 and four and make the playoffs. I can go 8-5 and five and make the playoffs. I can probably go 7-6 and six and still make the playoffs. I still love this game. I still love fantasy football. I'll still do it even if I lose every game of the year. Now, as far as losers go, I'm not the biggest loser in this league that we've been going on three years now. Guess what? Brandon still holds the record for the longest losing streak. I haven't looked it up, but I'm pretty sure it was like nine games last year. He barely eked out one and barely beat T-Bone for the toilet bowl where he didn't get last place. So, Brandon, you're still the biggest loser. Guess what else, folks? My name is still on that trophy, the one that's sitting in my living room that says Fantasy Champion. So, as you can tell, I'm not discouraged at all. I really think that uh, things are going to turn around for me. So last night I was uh, drinking some beers and uh, playing some video games and I got bored and I decided to look back at what went wrong with my fantasy team this year and it's got to be Le'Veon Bell drafting him number one overall. That was a, you know, he did the same thing. Mistakes were made. Um, And then I went and I watched Bell's highlights. If you get a chance to go on YouTube... Look up Le'Veon Bell's highlights in 2017. That guy is ridiculous. I think he is better than Todd Gurley, and I've been critical of him before, but I went back and reviewed his contract offer that he got from the Steelers compared to Bell's, and um, he was offered more money, but the big issue was the guarantees. He didn't get. He only got like $14 million in guaranteed money, which you got to be concerned about. We all saw um, Earl Thomas flipping off the Seattle Seahawks sideline as he went out with an injury because he was playing out a contract here. He had no guarantee money. The league needs to fix something around here. When big-name players refuse to play because they don't want to end their season or end their career on a big hit or a big move because they're playing on a franchise tag, and none of that money is guaranteed. You shouldn't be able to just get lock someone in and say, yes, you're playing for us. If the league wants to fix it, then guarantee the franchise tag. Say, every snap, if you're on a franchise tag, that's your money for the year no matter what. If you get injured or whatever, first game, that's your money for the rest of the year. 
and be done with it. So if you want to slap the franchise tag on someone, you're going to have to take back, or you're going to have to pay a little bit. It should be a little bit of give and take. The NFL's Players Association needs to do something about the franchise tag, and I think Le'Veon Bell has highlighted why he's not um, playing. That being said, he did say he'll show up to, to the Steelers by week seven, which is their bye week, and plans to play week eight. Am I worried about James Conner's production while Le'Veon Bell is there? No. So if I can get a couple wins here and hold on till week eight and then Le'Veon Bell comes to my team, I'm not worried at all. You guys should be worried about me making the playoffs. So I think I'm done ranting about what's going wrong with my fantasy team. Um, there was a few trades and a lot of activity on our league, which makes it really fun. I'm really happy that uh, everyone's making moves and stuff like that. That makes for a fun league. Um, one of the trades in particular I'd like to talk about, and we'll jump into cool move or full move. Cool move or full move? Cool full move. Full move, man. Why's that? So Brandon put it out to everyone that he was shopping for a quarterback. Um, I'm sure he got lots of offers. I wasn't in his trade room. I don't know what was said back and forth. I do know what I sent him. I sent him Deshaun Watson and Marvin Jones Jr. for Brandon Cooks and one other player. I might, I probably would have taken just Cooks, if I'm being honest. I really liked what I saw from Cooks. He had 18 points uh, in that shootout that T-Bone was at versus the Vikings on a Thursday night game, which was just ridiculous. Um he, those guys, those, those receivers are catching everything. I really, really wanted Brandon Cooks. So instead, Brandon rejected my offer, and he went with Derek Carr and Deshaun Jackson, and he gave up Brandon Cooks and Russell Wilson. <clears throat> and he traded that to Uncle Johnny. Uncle Johnny came out like a champ here. Because the big thing with Deshaun Jackson is that they've announced, or Tampa Bay has announced, that Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback. We remember we can go back to his Jackson stat line of last year. So while Jameis Winston was throwing to him and he was on the Tampa Bay Bucks, it was his first year over there. He had 50 receptions for 668 yards and three touchdowns. Making him the receiver 45 on the year. There were 44 better receivers in the NFL while Jameis Winston was thrown to Deshaun Jackson. Um, he gets Derek Carr. Let's look at Derek Carr's stat line this year. 6, 15, 13, and 31. So he basically had one big game and was able... He had one big game with 31 points. Now, I offered him Deshaun Watson, who has consistently been improving his fantasy points every week this year. He gave up Brandon Cooks. Cooks stat line. 8, 15, 9, 18. That's a great flex player, if not your wide receiver second position. And I think you gave up on Russell Wilson a little too quickly. Russell Wilson, I think, has a history of starting slow. His team is injured. But that's one guy that will always get it done. Um, would I drop him? He might be on like the... He, he might be... I might have looked at him as he's got a few more weeks to get it together. But I would much rather start Russell Wilson than Derek Carr right now. So I'm calling it. Brandon, that's a full move by you. You should have traded to me. 
So with that, let's jump into the fantasy news. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. Greg Olson, tight end for the Panthers, is uh, projectedly getting better, but he will not be ready for week five. Dalvin Cook was seen practicing, but he has told reporters that he is not 100%. That should be pretty concerning for me, um, but with what he's put out this year, I don't think there's any scenario that I start him without him having a couple consistent weeks. Jarvis Landry has a knee injury, and he did not practice today. T-Bone, that's you. Uh, Randall Cobb practiced with other injured players. Geronimo Allison is dealing with a concussion, so that's the Packers' two and three receiver that could potentially be out. Um, Mike McCarthy has said that Marquez Valdez-Scantling would be the... uh, the next man up if either of those guys did not play. Larry Fitzgerald on his second week where he did not practice. Uh, he's played every week, but he's underperformed um, in those games. They've just put Sammy, Sammy Bradford on the bench for their rookie, and uh, maybe he'll be able to turn it around. But Bradford's still getting $20 million for the next two years which is a lesson in why you should negotiate a guaranteed contract. Um, Josh Gordon, a hamstring injury, limited, uh, but probably playing on Thursday night for the Patriots. Will Fuller, still questionable for week five, dealing with a chest and I think a hamstring injury. Man, hammies have been going out like crazy this week. Um, Actually, all season. We need to get some of these uh, players into yoga, get them stretching. Uh, Lamar Miller, head coach, uh, stated that he left the game with an undisclosed injury. He stated he'll be okay, uh, but he did not finish Sunday's game and hasn't been at practice. T.Y. Hilton's out for week five, dealing with a chest and a hamstring injury. Leonard Fournette, out for week five, uh, hamstring injury. This is a lot of upside to T.J. Yeldon, uh, who will get the majority of the workload. Devonman Freeman knee, the head coach, expects him to return to practice and play on Sunday. Joe Mixon, his head coach, said he will be he will be ready for Sunday. And another piece of news is Alshon Jeffrey was missing from practice on Wednesday. Uh, this is something you need to follow Travis or anyone who Travis is trying to trade Jeffrey to, which is everyone. Um, if he's not at practice, that probably means he ain't going to play. And we have some breaking news. Uh, a trade just went through between me and mom. Um, I'm not calling it a cool move or full move because we both filled a need. I traded Austin Eckler, the backup running back for the Los Angeles Chargers, to mom for David and Joku. Um, I needed a tight end. We'll jump into why I needed a tight end uh, in a second, but. I think this is a good move for both of us. Uh, I know that Baker Mayfield really likes David Njoku. He gets a lot of targets, which I like. When I'm looking for a tight end, I want to see targets. Looking at his last couple weeks, he has three receptions, four receptions, two receptions, and five. I think he was targeted seven times last week when Baker came in. So I want to see the more targets he gets, the more chance I have of actually pulling through. Um, He could break one, potentially get a touchdown. Something like that. He was their number first round draft pick two years ago. So we'll see if those two can hook up for a touchdown. Give me some points this week. 
with that, we're going to look at waivers. Uh, happy waiver day. I hope your waivers went better than mine did. Let's just jump right in and see what happened. Um, Tyler added Vance McDonald with uh, Tyler Imhurt going out and Greg Olson uh, still being injured. Tyler needed a tight end. He spent $10 on Vance McDonald, um, Old Mickey D., and uh, my bid of $9 was unsuccessful. I wasn't really willing to spend 10% of my fab budget to get him. Um, good luck, Vance, on T-Bone's team, because apparently that's where tight ends go to die. Uh, Travis added the Panthers defense for $8. He could have put in a zero bid because no one else uh, bidded for it. No one else put anything in. Brandon added Cameron Brait. <clears throat> the tight end for Tampa Bay for $6, who's on a bye this week. This is interesting because this is Brandon looking ahead towards the future. It's a smart move if you got if you got room on your bench to do it. Um, I would have added Cameron Braid absolutely for this week, but he's on a bye. Um, we, Jameis Winston likes to throw to Cameron Braid for whatever reason. OJ Howard is out for a couple weeks with an injury. So that's a good move. Uh, Brandon added Mike Davis, the Seattle running back. For $5. He also added Joe Flacco and dropped Ryan Fitzpatrick. Imagine that. I was texting you, Brandon, all this week about how this magic is done. And he dropped him this week. Who was right on that? Um, Tyler tried to add the Seahawks defense, but he had too many people on his team, probably because he put both waiver bids in in case something didn't happen. Brandon... Corey Grant, Jacksonville running back, and dropped Latavius Murray to waivers. That's interesting. Latavius Murray is on waivers. I don't know if you're picking him up. The running game in Minnesota doesn't look good. It doesn't look like the running game we saw last year, and I think it has to do with... Kirk Cousins... Um, it's, it's night and day, and I remember when Kirk Cousins was on Washington, they never had a great running game. I think he doesn't look to receivers when they're open in the flat. I think it's a big hole in their offense. I think they need to get their run game going, especially Dalvin Cook, um, get him into space and, you know, get that run game going, and it's going to make you more two-dimensional. Defenses is going to be harder for you to cover. Uncle Johnny added the Seahawks defense, and... Uh, was unsuccessful on Vance McDonald. He put in a waiver bid of $1. Travis added Blake Bortles for a bid of $1. Um, and Scott added Naeem Hines, a running back for the Indianapolis Colts, for $0. He also put in a fab bid for Vance McDonald, but was unsuccessful because Tyler already got him. And that's all the waivers. Okay, now let's uh, see what happened last week. I took on Matt Bolton. Um, we were pretty evenly matched, and I ended up losing 99 to 112. This was a game I could have won had I played a little differently, but um, to the past. Adam won 116 to 88 for Hans. Uh, I forgot to mention last week that that was the undefeated teams facing off, and Adam is the only undefeated team now. Uncle Johnny uh, lost to Travis. Travis is now 2-2. Two and two. Uncle Johnny's 1-3. 99-125. Uh, to 125. Scott beat Tyler 92-87. to 87. Scott's 2-2. Two two. Tyler's now 1-3. 
mom uh, lost mom beat Brandon 66 to 57. So if you look back, the, the, the crappy thing is my matchup because I would have beat Hans. I would have tied with Uncle Johnny. I'm not sure how that would have worked. I would have beat Tyler. I would have beat Scott. I would have beat Brandon. And I would have beat Mom. So I would have beat six teams last year in a 10 team, or last week in a 10 team league. But because of my matchup, I didn't uh, come out on a win. I'm still winless. I'm not that worried though because look at all the one and three teams Tyler, Uncle Johnny. I guess Tyler and Uncle Johnny are only one and three, but uh, I'm not worried. I think I'll be okay. So let's look at, see if we can predict the future and figure out what's going to happen this week. Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. Oh, Doc Brown, if only I had access to the information that Sports Almanac uh, would be dominating. Um, I'm taking on Travis. Travis is 2-2. Two and two. I'm 0-4. Oh um, so uh, maybe I'm going to look at these matchups every week. I'm going to give you a player that I think is going to underperform. I think I'll give you a player that's going to overperform or uh, go above his projection and see how close I can get. So looking at Travis's team, he's got JHI in his flex spot. Um, I think they projected him at nine points against Minnesota. I'm putting this as the week as Minnesota getting their um, crap together, even though they're in Philly. Um, JHI has been dealing with a back issue. I don't think he's going to get up to nine points. Travis doesn't really have a choice at this point, though, because... Jordan Howard is on a bye, and if not, he's starting Gio Bernard, but if Joe Mixon's back, then Gio Bernard is pretty much worthless, so he would have to either put Alshon Jeffrey into his flex spot or JHI. No, Alshon Jeffrey's starting too. So he would have to put in Dion Lewis or on Johnson. Uh, carry on versus the Packers. The Packers are ninth and giving up points to the running back. That's not a great matchup. Deion Lewis uh, against Buffalo. Buffalo's 24th against running backs. Um, yeah, I would... Uh, I don't know if I like a giant in this matchup. Looking for one person to outperform his projected stat line. Probably Antonio Brown is as much as I hate to admit it. Uh, there is news this week that Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown aren't on speaking terms, which could, I mean, receivers and quarterbacks, they need chemistry to go, but um, 12 points, that's not that hard. That's a, a touchdown in three or four catches. So Antonio Brown will probably go above 12 points. Um, looking over at my team, I like my lineup. My players just need to perform. Uh, Sonny Michelle and Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Adams, and Keenan Allen. Um, someone who I'm nervous about is Mark Ingram. He's coming back from a four-day suspension for roids. You never know when people come back from roids. Sometimes without the juice, they're not the same player. Uh, he's projected at 10 points. I hope he can get 
if he gets the 10, I'll be happy. Someone I'm looking to outperform their stat line would be Keenan Allen. He's projected 11 points. Keenan Allen is one of the top receivers in the league and, and has the potential to be. He just hasn't done that so far this year. So um, right now, I'm projected 85 points. Travis is projected at 92. That's pretty close. That's pretty much a toss-up. Um, hopefully, I'll be talking to you next week at 1-4. and four. Okay, uh, next matchup is Scott versus Hans. Uh, Scott's two and two. Hans is three and one. Hans is projected at seventy nine points. Scott's projected eighty two. Hans doesn't have two players in though. He's missing. Uh, Mike Evans is on a bye, so he'll need no one player. Mike Evans is on a bye. He'll need to take him out and put in. Golden Tate is probably who I would throw in there. He's been uh, outstanding so far. So if Hans puts in Golden Tate, who's projected at nine points, then Hans will be projected uh, to beat Scott by 10 points. Um, An obvious jump out that someone's going to outperform would be Stefan Diggs. He's only projected at eight points. He's facing Philly, the 27th ranked pass defense for receivers. Um, His stat lines for the past... Four weeks are 10, 26, 1 in that horrible game against Buffalo and 12. I think he'll get you at least 10 points, Hans. Someone that I think will underperform is probably David Johnson. They've got him projected at 14 points. David Johnson's stat line coming into this week, 12, 4, 12, and 15 points. Wow, he got 15 points last week. I don't know. You know, they could be turning around with Josh Rose in that uh, Arizona Cardinals offense, but um, they're at San Francisco. Not um, like we thought that San Francisco was just going to be this year's Browns because they've lost so many players. They're actually showing up to games, so that'll be interesting to watch. Looking at Scott's team, I think Michael Thomas will probably outperform his stat line of 11 versus Washington. Um, he had a down week last week against the Giants, but that was a weird game. Look for him to come back. Someone who will underperform uh, Philip Lindsley against the Jets. Uh, they're projecting him at eight, but that's a weird split between him and Royce Freeman. You never know who's going to get the work, and they're also throwing Booker in there. Like, why is Devontae Booker in there with these two guys? Devontae Booker shouldn't be anywhere near the football. The football field, he should be selling concessions in the stand um, because you have two Philip Lindsley and Royce Freeman who are just great running backs, and they keep throwing Devontae Booker in in like two-minute situations. It's just ridiculous. Sorry, I had to go pick up Addy. My co-host is now awake and ready for the podcast. Uh, apparently, Lyle can't babysit either, so we might have to hire a babysitter in addition to an intern. Where was I? Scott. Um... So he's minus 10. I'm going to give this one to Hans. So uh, Hans will probably come out with a victory on here. Next matchup, we have Mom taking on Adam. Classic nephew-aunt matchup. It looks like Mom is 2-2. Adam is the only undefeated team. Um, However... 
The line on this is 80 points each. Wow. Adam's been outscoring his projections every week, and his players are balling out. Um, oh, he has T.Y. Hilton in, that's why. So, AJ, take T.Y. Hilton out because he's not playing this week, and you're probably going to want to throw in... Ooh, you don't have a good second receiver option. No, put Cooper Cup from your flex into your wide receiver spot, and then put... Jeez, no, your bench players suck, dude. Uh, Ronald Jones or Nelson Aguilar would be your choice. No, Ronald Jones is on a bye. You're going to have to play Nelson Aguilar, dude. Oh, or Paul Richardson. Yeah, that's that's not good for you, bud. You need uh, you need some depth here, AJ. One of these guys gets hurt or something like that, your, your streak is going to come to a hard end. You have a great team, but your bench is terrible. Marcus Mariota and Nelson Aguilar, Ronald Jones, Jared Cook. I guess that's good for a tight end. We have the Patriots defense, who are the 15th on the year. I don't know why they're on your team. And you have Adam Vinatieri. I don't know why you need a backup kicker. Yeah, you need, you need some depth, bud. I could see this coming to a big halt for you if things don't go your way. That being said, someone to overperform their projections would probably be Marshawn Lynch. He's only projected at 10. He's facing off against the Chargers. They haven't been that good this year. Joey Bosa is still injured, I believe. Um, he'll probably get a few more points than that. And someone to underperform his projections. I'm going Cooper Cup. Oh, no. I'm not going Cooper Cup. I'm going... I mean, all your spots are on. Zach Ertz. I'm going to say Zach Ertz not getting nine points, but he'll probably get nine points. That's pretty close. Now, looking at Mom's team... Uh, Mom looks pretty good here. You know, last time I called a full move because she had Odell Beckham and Kareem Hunt. Uh, Kareem Hunt balled out last week with 23 points, but Odell only got you seven. So I think if you look at the stat line from last, um, Travis still won that one. We can, we can keep track of it all season and see where things would have ended up. Um, Kareem will outperform that 10 points against Jacksonville. They'll find ways to get him in space. Um, someone who's going to underperform, calling two weeks in a row for Odell. He won't, he won't get you 10 points against Carolina this week. Um, I'm going to give this one to AJ just because his players are in and he's good to go. But um, AJ, you got some work to do, man. You can't just ride that, uh, that you're, you're starting players. You have no depth anywhere. Um, so get to work on that waiver wire and trades, man. Next, we got T-Bone taking on Matt Bolton. T-Bone's one and three. He's lost uh, three in a row. He hasn't beaten anyone since he beat me in week one where Keenan Allen had a high score, and that was his Keenan Allen's last high score before I traded for him. And Matt's on a three-game win streak. Uh, T-Bone hasn't set his lineup just as of yet. The Pretty Pink Ponies, he's missing his defense. Oh, no. As soon as his... No, he doesn't have a defense. T-Bone, you need defense. You gotta drop someone. Uh, who would I drop? Tariq Cohen. Or... Hmm. If you're really attached to Greg Zerline, but I might get rid of him. Yeah, I would either drop... Or Jamison Crowder. Chris Hogan sucks. He's not gonna do anything for you. Get rid of Chris Hogan and pick up a... 
pick up a defense. Um, right now the line is 78 to 80. Is Matt having any people on a buy? No, Matt's people are starting. So T-Bone gets a defense in there. Um, you'll be projected a little bit ahead of him. Someone who will outperform his Juju Smith-Schuster is going to get you more than 11 points. He's facing Atlanta. They're in Atlanta, but I think Ben's going to look his way a bunch. He's going to get you more than 11 points. Um, someone who will underperform TJ Yielden. Jacksonville, I don't think... Uh, he had 19 points. I don't think... That's a toss-up. Um, no, I'm saying Vance McDonald's going to go 0-4 and get you zero points this week just because you took him from me and I could have had him. So, T-Bone, that's what you need to do. Let's look at Matt's team. Matt's been balling out because Jared Goff and Ezekiel Elliott... He's got Matt Ryan, too, who had one crappy game and then a bunch of good ones. And Matt's team, someone to outperform their projections is Jimmy Graham. I think they're going to want to work Jimmy Graham in a lot, especially if Geronimo Allison and Randall Cobb aren't in, which are the two Packers wide receivers. So Jimmy Graham is going to catch a touchdown and um, probably a couple other balls. He's going to get at least 9 or 10 points for you. Someone who will underperform their total. Robert Woods. Uh, Seattle's pass defense. I think Robert Woods isn't going to get you nine points. So this one I'm going to give to Matt Bolton just because the huge upside of his players. I mean, Zeke balls out. Jared Goff can throw. Jimmy Graham, Robert Woods. Uh, Muhammad Sanu. I think that new dude was injured. Um, no, maybe not. I thought I remember hearing something. Of, no, Calvin Ridley. See, Sanu is losing targets to Calvin Ridley and Tevin Coleman. I wouldn't start Sanu. I don't like that. I would Sanu in your flex. I put Royce Freeman in your flex. Will Fuller's questionable. If he's playing, I'd put Royce, Will Fuller in your flex, Matt. Um, I'm going to say T-Bone's losing four in a row. And then the losing streak is going to be passed to him. And he's not going to win a game the rest of the season. So I'm going to take my four losses. I'm going to hand them to T-Bone. He's going to pick up at four. And he's going to go five, six, at least seven. That's my bold prediction for the week. And the last matchup we're looking at is Brandon versus Uncle Johnny. Uh, Uncle Johnny's at a plus nine, mainly because Brandon has traded away all his players. He started out the year with Kareem Hunt. He sent him away. He started out the year with Russell Wilson, sent him away. So looking at Brandon's team, someone to outperform is Tariq Hill. I think Hill's going to get you more than nine points. He's a great player. I would love to get him from you. If you don't want him on your team anymore, Brandon, someone who will underperform is James Conner. He will not get six points. I think teams uh, have watched tape on James Conner. He was a little explosive at first, but I don't think James Conner is going to be a fantasy-relevant player. Uh, he's been steadily going downhill. Uh, his stat line, starting from week one, is 28, 13, 9, and then 5. 
Uh, hasn't had a TD in two weeks. Um, I think it's just going to be a passing game over there, and you, James Conner, will not get you 16 points. Uh, I will put a good amount. I'll water bet you on that. Text me if you want to water bet. Um, even though we're across the country, we can have our wives dump water on us. But James Conner's not getting 16 points. Looking at Uncle Johnny's team. Collins, James White, A.J. Green. A.J. Green will outperform that 11 points against Miami. Um, Miami had a down week against the Patriots because the Patriots probably have Miami's playbook. But A.J. Green will get you more than 11 points. And someone who will underperform, it's tough because you're only projected at 73 points. Um, underperform. Wow, this is hard because no one's projected at a lot of points. I think everyone will meet maybe Calvin Ridley. I guess he's projected at six. Maybe he won't get six, but it's tough because everyone on his team is projected at a low score. So he's got, starting with his quarterback, 15 points. His two running backs, eight and six. His wide receivers, 11 and 10. His tight end is nine, but Travis Kelsey's going to get nine points with Patrick Mahomes throwing to him. Calvin Ridley's six. So, yeah, I'll, I'll pick Calvin Ridley. Um, I'm going to give this one to... Wow. And they just traded to each other, too, which is interesting. Um, I'm going to give it to Uncle Johnny. I'm going to say Brandon's going to regret sending Brandon Cooks over there. Uh, and that's my take on this week's matchups. Okay, so moving in towards the end of their show, we had one question come in from a player wanting to know who should he start, Alshon Jeffrey or Devontae? No, he wanted to know Dion Lewis or Devontae Freeman. You're going to have to monitor that injury to Devontae Freeman. If it's Friday, it might even be a game time, but if Devontae Freeman's playing, um, he should be startable, even though we have we, we have a small sample size of him. Deion Lewis has had some terrible weeks. If we were in a PPR league, it would be fine, but we're not, where he's not getting a point every time he catches the ball. He caught nine passes last week for 66 yards, which means he's on the field a lot, but he had four rush attempts for zero yards. His stat lines the last four weeks, 16, 4, 3, and 6. I don't believe he's losing counts to Derrick Henry, although Henry had eight attempts last week for 24 yards. Mm. Yeah, I'm starting Devontae Freeman if he's on the field. If he's not on the field, and like I said, you're going to want to watch that pregame to figure out if he's actually playing. I find that that's the best information. You get to know, like, I wake up an hour early, I get my coffee, and I'm watching the pregames for each individual team because I have the ticket to find out who's playing in what. Um, so that's my answer. If Freeman's playing, start Freeman. Um, and with that, that was the Fantasy Rookie Podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Apple iTunes or on SoundCloud. You can submit your questions to the Fantasy Rookie Podcast at gmail.com. So all you people listening, um, you're pretty much freeloading if you don't submit a question uh, and help the show out. 
with that, we'll uh, see how this week goes, and good luck in your league. See you later, guys.